Just when I finish my to-do list. We need more chips, Mom. Honey, I need a lot of chicken. Something else comes up. That's when I use Instacart to help get everything we need from BJ's Wholesale Club. Delivered right to our door in as fast as one hour. And then finally I can relax. Mom, I think we're out of toilet paper. Time for another BJ's order. Download the Instacart app or visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first order. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. The Big Bark Listen Up Dog Owners is for you, all you canine lovers. It's your favorite podcast, The Big Bark, with your host, Dara Burke, and canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie. The Big Bark. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Big Bark. The show that is absolutely crazy about dogs everywhere in Ireland. And where we discuss the hottest topics from the canine world, meet with canine professionals, and chat to dog owners about the bonds that make a dog man's best friend. Joining me as always are my canine co-hosts Bruno and Millie. So we've had some great feedback to the recent episodes uh, with Jamie and Sarah from Trails and Tales, as well as with Jess from Head to Tail Grooming, the new groomers that opened in Limerick recently. And we've had some great fun doing face-to-face interviews again. This week... We are chatting all about canine injuries and animal therapy. And to that, I'm delighted to welcome Kat from CDC Animal Therapy to the show. Kat, a big welcome to the Big Bark. Thank you so much. And first of all, thank you for having me on the show. I really, really appreciate and love the podcast. Absolutely no problem at all. So Kat, uh, why don't you start off by telling us a bit about your own background and how you started up CDC Animal Therapy? Okay, so I I live in Dublin, so the, the business and myself, we are located in Dublin, serving greater Dublin area though. But basically, I, as most of the people anyhow related to any of the dog industry and providing any services or products, um, I am a proud mother of three beautiful dogs. Um, and the biggest boy, uh, he's pointer, he was stray. We found him and he's, as a German pointer, he's very, very hyperactive and he, he would be running 20K twice a day easily. Um, so with the age, he was diagnosed with arthritis, what I'd say it's a curse word in the dog world, I'd say, because something like every third more a dog is actually impacted by the arthritic condition in one or multiple joints. So um, we did the x-rays here in Dublin uh, at my vets. They couldn't really see properly what's happening. Uh, went down to Galway to the orthopedic specialist and they straight advised that, yeah, it's his right carpal joints or the wrist joint. And there is a severe arthritis in there. That's why he's lame. That's why he's in pain. So after that, we, we kind of had a chat with the vet and decided, okay, what can we do? Surgical option, probably not the great he's not that bad what are we going to do and he suggested you go and find yourself who does uh, physio and rehab services and exercises and stuff like that around your area right so I drove back home and started my little search and there actually was nobody around Dublin who would actually take my dog on and started rehabbing him and working on his legs so I was a little bit upset because I was like right so what am I doing with my dog you know and so I started looking into it as to right is there any course that I can actually go and get on to and just 
go and get qualified and get enough knowledge and skills so I can actually go and perform this on my own dog because I can't find anyone who would. And I actually did. I found a college. It's called uh, the College of Animal Physiotherapy. It's based in the UK because there is nothing similar that is being offered here in Ireland. And basically, that's what I did. I went over, uh, did a course in canine sports massage, got qualified. And after that, I started a diploma in animal physiotherapy. So that's how I, I started the business because of my own dog. And I think most of the people actually end up doing something very similar. So yeah, that's the story. <laughs> very good. And I catch just what you're saying. Uh, it's, it's something that's not really heard of in Ireland. Uh, animal, animal therapy like this, is it? Uh, I actually have to say that it's getting much more kind of common. And I think there is a massive trend of, and you can see it in any industry, there is something that is big and it's happening all over the UK. And maybe two, three years later, it's here in Ireland. So I'd say there is a probably two years delay where you see something being like really big in the UK and then it comes over. Because in over in the United Kingdom, I have to say that there is loads of loads of people doing uh, physio different rehab services hydrotherapy and all of these kind of supplementary therapies for all of these dogs that either have a condition like arthritis that is progressive degenerative condition or uh, they had an injury or they decided to do um, rehab that we're gonna go and rehab the leg or the spine, whatever it is, um, without the surgical procedure. And we try that type of approach. Um, or these are the dogs that just uh, have a massive muscle weightage, wastage because of the age or because of not enough exercise. You know, so there's so many different examples of the conditions or the scenarios why you would need these type of services. And I can see that there is many more popping up even even uh, around Ireland, um, around Dublin, but other parts of Ireland as well. So there is good few physios around. So I think it is becoming more common, more popular. And I think um, the important part is that the veterinary specialists, that they recognize and veterinary surgeons, that they recognize that this is really, really important as a part of the rehab on the journey. So I think that this is really, really um important if the vets also say right you need to go and find yourself a physio now you know instead of owners coming and looking because they're out of options you know yeah absolutely and i think cat something that we have seen in i suppose in recent years is like even from chatting with uh john intriguing vets in Limerick there a couple of weeks ago we were chatting about uh like different injuries and in dogs it's something that especially with the various I suppose crossbreeds and all now as well like the, you have like these breeds or I suppose designer dogs as people call them I hate that phrase myself but you're definitely seeing like like an increase in different hereditary uh, injuries in dogs and yes we definitely do but also then you have these people that are um good weather walking the dog you know so these are the owners who don't always walk the dog you know and then once a week or over the weekend the entire family finally has time and they go and do this massive trip or massive hike whatever it is you know and they go 
entire day hiking and of course they're bringing the dog you know so the dog has been doing nothing the entire week because the family has been crazy busy maybe they have two three kids small kids you know lots of different hobbies parents working and all of this and then so the dog is really kind of you know not used to it and pretty much either not being walked or potter around the garden or maybe 20 minutes walk on the lead you know and then over the weekend they bring this dog off the lead and massive hike you know and it's a massive imbalance for that dog as well, you know, to be that such a strenuous exercise in a short space of time. And this is how all these injuries happen. But then you also have the injuries that I don't think you would be able to prevent. You see loads of uh, little uh, terriers and dachshunds and these type of breeds, and they jump on and on the sofa and they... Um, they have a problem with their spine and basically there is a disc injury and it's very common. It's very acute, very painful, and it's very common. It's surgical. And I don't think that you can avoid these situations, for example. So there is a big, um, big variety, you know, of the injuries and why these happen as well. And Kat, just going back there for a moment, you mentioned like how, dog owners they're taking their dogs out for this one yeah. big hike a week do you think this is something because of the amount of dogs that have been i suppose purchased or adopted throughout the various lockdowns over over the last year and a half due to covid do you think that this is something that's going to be i suppose come become worse i am actually not sure about that because this has always been the case so i walk my own dogs in the same place pretty much every day and when it's bad weather and it's raining there's gonna be few regulars that are same as me well is on and no matter what weather they will go and walk their dogs and then when there is a great weather it's absolute jammers and anyone and everyone from entire Dublin is down there walking their dogs so I don't think that this is anyhow related to, to to the lockdown or the current situation or anything like that I just think it's the nature of people you know um it's lovely sunny day let's go and enjoy and bring the dog and then when it's raining then we don't you know so I, I don't really think that it is anyhow connected to to the lockdowns from that's my own personal perspective okay. though and um, so can uh talk us through some of the treatments that you actually would would do with dogs okay so uh, let's first mention a few different conditions maybe that people uh, would have the dogs uh, with and just the most common conditions. So um, as first thing I said, there was arthritis or osteoarthritis, but then you also have loads of injuries such as uh, back pain or um, IVDD, what is intervertebral disc disease. And this is the scenario that I described there where you have a little dachshund jumping on or off the, off the sofa and it's very, very painful. But also there is very common... Um, Muscle injuries, for example, in the agility dogs or tendon or ligament injuries. Um, I, I think the, the most common really are agility dogs or the dogs that are super active. Um, your collies, your shepherds, uh, those type of dogs that would be like always out there chasing the balls, you know, even laps, because it's just the, the type of the breed that this is what they love. And the owners usually like, you know, if the dog loves the ball where we play the ball, you know, and um, very common patella luxation, especially in the small Dogs, that's where your kneecap is basically doesn't sit in the groove, but comes in and out. And loads of others, um, to, to mention a few others, maybe hip dysplasia, especially in the bigger breeds. So you can see just from the conditions that I mentioned that 
If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit netcredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. These are very, very wide and there is just so many different things. And like, you know, there is many more than you actually see the dogs. I just wanted to mention a few. So of course you wouldn't be treating all dogs the same way because it depends what condition they have and what they require as such. So from the treatment, first of all, and I I think it's probably one of the most important thing that I do is the canine sports massage and the massage as such and range of motion because massage actually provides so many benefits. I don't think that we as people, we actually realize how, how much good it's and how much good effect it actually does. So it improves the mobility, it provides pain relief, uh, it increases the blood supply in the tissue. So that's why you generally promote the healing and you see much better recovery and much faster recovery as well. So I always say that I would most of the times, of course, depending on the on the condition, I would depending on the condition, I would always try to, to do the massage depending on the tissue and on, on the leg or on the spine, what we are looking at. But some of the other things that I also do is I do acupressure. So acupressure is similar to acupuncture. The difference is there that I do not pierce the skin. Therefore, it's applying pressure onto the different points in the body. Very good, very effective, uh, especially in some of the dogs where the massage might be too hyper. So take your example of, uh, let's say, hyperactive Labrador, two years old. You know, if you start massaging them, for them, it's too much stimulation. It's too fast, too hyper, you know, for them, it just that makes them go more hyper. You will not get them to sit down and relax, you know, and get you to allow you to do the work. While with the acupressure that is much slower, you applying the pressure on different points, they usually get to actually fall asleep while I'm doing the treatment. So that's always my goal, get them fall asleep because I know they enjoyed as well as I did the most of the work, you know? And what else I do? Um, I also do reflexology. So it's applying different pressure, but it's all done on the paws. Now, not all dogs like their paws being touched. So this is basically on those that I can go and do it and achieve, I would. But again, you wouldn't be able to do that on every dog. And one of my best two, uh, tools is some of my machines. So of course, I do use machines uh, on the dogs. So my favorite is probably um, a photo biomodulation or phototherapy. It's a form of a laser. It's a small handheld device that provides red and infrared light. And it's again, similar to massage, wide range of the benefits that the light provides, promotes healing as well as it adds extra energy to the cells. So basically it gets the cells to recover much faster, breaks down scar tissue. So for example, if um, you had one dog biting other dog and there is a massive scar tissue built in the soft tissue in the muscle uh, that prevents the movement, the light can actually break it down much quicker than if I was just to use my massage. Plus it's much more comfortable for the dog because imagine that you have a scar tissue in your body and I'm trying to manually remove it and dissolve it by the massage. First of all, it's going to take me forever. Second of all, it's probably not a nice sensation while the light, I am not doing anything. I'm just putting the light on it. So it's much better experience for the dog. 
I also use the muscle stem. Um, it's a machine that basically, um, let's call it, that's how I explain to, to, to my clients and to the owners, you can bump up the muscles by the, uh, by the little machine. You just attach the electrodes and put the current through. And the dogs tolerate it really well. And um, I, I think that it's a very good way for those dogs where you can't provide too much exercise because they are either recovering or it's painful for them. But you don't want that muscle wastage that will happen if you don't exercise the dog. And I also do and prescribe um, therapeutic exercise. And it's basically just a set of exercises for the owners to do home with the dog. Uh, this might be something very easy, such as weight shifting, let's say. So you stand the dog up and you get them to move the weight and shift the weight from one side to another, from back to front. And that way you are promoting and strengthening the core, as well as, let's say, if you have hind legs weakness, you are bringing the weight onto the hind legs. So when you put your hands on their hamstrings, so these are the muscles at the back of your leg um, or back of dog's leg, you can actually feel those muscles working and contracting. So you get them working by very easy and simple exercises. So that's pretty much uh, the, the review of the services that I provide. Um, I also do joint mobilization is probably one of my favorite and the stretching where uh, it's really, really good for especially arthritic dogs when you are trying to include and provide as much um, mobility of the joint that is affected by the arthritic condition or it's stiff or whatever it might be. So yeah, um, again, each dog requires something different. So you need to see what is the condition we are trying to treat and then what we can provide to that dog, what's the best um, therapy and what's the best approach for that one dog. And um, okay, so tell me then, how does it work? Is it, uh, is it veterinary con uh, referrals or can people yes. come to you directly? It's all referrals, is it? Yes. So I actually have to say that mostly I wouldn't get a vet asking me, go and do this. But I find it that there is loads of owners out there who would give me a call or would catch me on my chat via my website or would send me a WhatsApp, you know, to say, right, uh, this is what is wrong with my dog. I am not sure what to do anymore. Or um, we kind of are out of the options to go through medical route, you know, um, or the dog hasn't been well for a while. What else can we do, you know? And they would contact me directly, I'd say 90% of the times to ask, right, could you go and see my dog? So I always ask loads of questions. It just makes my life easier because provides as much information as, as I can get. You know, were there any images done? Do we know what the condition is? Because some of the times owners don't really know. They just know the dog is lame, you know, but they don't really know why the dog is lame. So I would always go and ask loads of different questions. Is the dog on any meds? Do we have any x-rays? Um, was there any injury involved? When was this, you know, and loads of different questions as well. Um, then they get to take the form of my website, send it to their vet. And as soon as I get okay from the vet, I am happy to get okay from the vet over the email or over the phone as well. It makes no difference to me, to be honest, as long as the vet is happy for me to treat the dog. And then we just agree with the owner, the time and date that suits them and me. And what I do, I visit my clients in their own household so they don't come to me. 
I find it that it's much more efficient and effective because the dog is home. It's where they know it. There are no weird smells. There are no other animals um, that they don't know. They are in their bed. Uh, they are happy. So it makes my, my work much easier because if you bring the dog anywhere else, you wait for half an hour for the dog just to settle. So I just find it that it's so much easier, especially I ask them usually do a little walk, don't feed them. So I know they're hungry. So I'll bring treats, you know, we make friends and I get to get them settled pretty quick and pretty fast. So it, I, I find that to be the best approach. Okay, uh, that's fantastic. And Kat, what would be your one piece of advice uh, to any dog owner if they see that their dog, for example, is lame or if they see that their dog looks to have some sort of an injury that you could possibly, that you could possibly help it? Uh, catch it early would be my first advice because there is so many different things that can be done the first time when the dog is lame. So... I once saw a story and I think it was written by a veterinary nurse and it was something like if the dog was waiting and it was a patient in the hospital and the nurse would come out and ask, mark your pain from zero to 10 and she would be coming out every hour. The dog would be for several hours would be saying zero, 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 zero till the dog goes eight, nine. So they are very good. Even if there is some kind of discomfort or pain, they will not tell you. So when the dog is lame, you do have a problem. They are not lame because they are lazy. Uh, they don't go for walks because they are lazy or the weather is bad. They don't want to go for a walk or walk up the stairs or jump on the bed or uh, they are lame because there is a problem and they are not well. So I'd say catch it early as soon as you can. And they, you see that there is something or you've noticed different behavior that wasn't there before. Go and see your vet, uh, go and contact your local um, uh, rehab person and start investigating because there is loads of options for every condition that can be done, but catch it early. That's brilliant, Kat. And Kat, we'll leave it there for today. Uh, Kat from CDC Animal Therapy, thank you so much for joining me. We have thank you for some, having me. My pleasure. We have some huge guests coming over the next few weeks. We'll be welcoming back Pete Weatherburn, a.k.a. Pete Vett of Pet Fix Club. We'll have Dr. Tim Corby coming back to us uh, sometime later in September. And we'll be welcoming elite dog trainer Annie Grossman all the way from New York, as well as the founder of dog dating app Fetch a Date, Sean Matthews. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And we're also on Patreon, so if you enjoyed this episode, head on over, become a patron of the show, and 20% of your donation will go into our Animal Welfare Fund as well. And be sure to check us out on our social media channels. You'll find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All the links are in the description below. And from all of us here, have a safe and great week, and we'll chat to you next week. Recording stopped. It's your favorite podcast, The Big Bark, with your host, Dara Burke, and canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie. The Big Bark. <laughs>